I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. Today we have Ivy Stanley with us. She's our new COO of Next Move Group. And Chuck Sexton is joining us. He's our new CEO of Next Move Group. He joined us last week, but he's going to join us again this week as he's going to start hosting these shows. So this will be a little bit of a handoff. But uh, we're going to start with Ivy Stanley. Ivy, welcome to our show. Thank you, Chad. I'm excited to be here. So, Ivy, why don't we begin with walking through kind of your past economic development career. Uh, what led up to joining Next Move Group? Well, I started economic development and community development uh, fresh out of grad school in 2012. So uh, it's been almost 10 years now. I've worked in communities that are 2,400 in population, all the way up through regions that um, are well over 275,000 people. So, <clears throat> excuse me, there are a lot of things that I learned along the way in the last 10 years, and somehow this journey has landed me here with the Next Move Group. <laughs> now, you ran a local economic development organization, didn't you, in a small town? I um, was the community development coordinator for a small municipality in central Kentucky. So, was that kind of doing grants and all, or what did you do there? Right, yes. I wrote a lot of grants. Um, I have written a lot of grants over my life. Uh, It's not something I necessarily would have chosen for myself, but apparently I'm pretty good at it, so I guess I get to do that. It's kind of what happens whenever you're good at something, you get to do it. There's lots of talks of grants right now out there with this infrastructure money. So I know you most previously served uh, with at One East Kentucky with Chuck Sexton, our CEO, uh, as the COO there. Was that your title? What was your official title there? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Director of Regional Development. It was kind of a catch-all. I didn't wear just a couple hats. There was like a whole umbrella of things. So as Chuck started really learning of our needs at Next Move Group, uh, it was obvious that we needed somebody good at building processes and really to fill that COO role. So Chuck and Ivy have worked in this for a while in that role, and Chuck said she would be excellent. So, uh, So we trusted him, and Ivy has joined us. So Chuck, why don't you talk about the time Y'all have worked together, and why you think Ivy will be able to help us build out the processes we need to build? Well, certainly, and, and I'll tell you, too, um, Ivy brings a lot of knowledge base uh, into the organization. You know, one of the things that 
you and I talked about was having a good economic development experience and knowledge base that increases what we're able to offer to the practitioners, to communities, uh, to the private sector, to our site location clients. All the different aspects of economic development that possibly could be done, I believe we now have expertise in everything you might come across in the economic development realm on staff. And Ivy adds a lot to that with her experience running a small little town um, under her under herself. And not just, she talked about a catch-all at One East Kentucky, but really your biggest catch-all was probably uh, in Greensburg, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's great. you were doing grants, you were having to run the chamber, you were doing community development, you were doing events, you were doing so much for that little town. Yeah, um, I think I got a, a, the most, I think, diverse experience uh, across, like, if you, across the municipal perspective or spectrum, if you look at it from being able to get the most bang for your buck, you know, starting out with a master's degree at $28,000 a year doesn't sound so glamorous, but it was an opportunity when I didn't really even know what I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden I landed myself in an office at city hall and was like, what the hell am I doing? And so I just read a lot and, prayed a lot and winged it a lot and I still kind of do all of that but I feel a little bit more confident in the things that I do and the advice I give to people. And what is your master's degree in? I have a master's degree in recreation and sport administration which is was really useful uh, in my community development role for designing parks and working with uh, architects and construction crews and all of that, or our public works guys. Uh, it was just really a pretty, pretty versatile degree when in reality, a lot of the times people ask what I got my master's degree in and I tell them I got it in kickball, but that was just, you know, just a nice little icebreaker. Well, and there's more and more communities now as we do executive searches, strategic plans that, that tell us that they want to get into building soccer fields and hosting tournaments and baseball fields. I was in a community, I won't say where, but they've got a huge baseball complex, and they said they pray for a rain out. And I said, what do you mean? They said, well, it rains them out. All the kids go down to Walmart and Target and everything, and their mom and daddy spend money on them all day long. And they said, we can literally see ourselves. T- I can tell you the day it rained in the summer. By looking at our sales tax collection and knowing all those kids <laughs> went down and spent money all day instead of playing ball. So a lot of towns are really getting into that, particularly soccer and baseball at all, I've noticed. They're getting into that. So that's kind of a unique skill you bring. So we are recording this after a two or three day long strategic planning retreat of ourselves. So Ivy and Chuck now have kind of went through and seen everything we offer and how we sell it and and really all the processes that we need. So I guess, Ivy, my first question is, why are you good at operations? I mean, why do you enjoy processes? Because I don't. I flat don't enjoy them. So what is it about you that, uh, that, that makes you enjoy that type of work? Well, it's kind of a difficult thing for me because I really enjoy a variety of things. Um, It's kind of a constant struggle in my head of trying to embrace the artistic and creative side versus the logical, uh, mathematical reasoning side. Um, When I was in high school, I think I took the ACT like six or seven times. And um, the last time I took it, I got the same score in every category. So I've been like, you know, a jack of all trades, but a master of none is kind of uh, how I've been thinking of myself. I like to be good at everything I do, though. So that's a lot of pressure, you know, on my back. But I think ultimately all of the folks I work with 
um, all the communities that I've served and will continue to serve in this new capacity will benefit from the fact that, you know, I haven't always been pretty, but I've, I've always been smart. So <laughs> that's one of my favorite things uh, about myself, honestly. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Executive Search Spotlight. And today we're going to highlight a new search we are launching in Putnam County, Florida. So we are searching. This is a Chamber of Commerce, and we are looking for a Vice President of Economic Development. For those of you all who do not know where Putnam County, Florida is, it is located about uh, in between Jacksonville and Orlando, only about 45 minutes from Gainesville, 30 minutes from St. Augustine's Beaches, and right in between Jacksonville and Orlando, a beautiful area of the country. Not only that, it is a five-star accredited chamber of commerce, only one of seven in the entire state of Florida. So it's a great organization, a great opportunity for an economic developer to work with the chamber there. If you know of anybody who may be interested, please have them visit thenextmovegroup.com backslash Putnam. As far as compensation, we're looking around sixty-five dollars to $80,000, but there is also incentives and bonus compensation available. So a great opportunity. For more information, visit that website. Well, uh, Ivy and Chuck both have come in and, and we went through how we do our work and how we do our sales and Ivy's already, you know, mapping out this new process and that, and then we need this here new software and that and there and that and there you're using Chad is stupid. So she's already taking charge and telling us what to do and what not to do. So uh, Chuck, now that you have set through everything, I mean, why do you really believe that, uh, that Ivy is the right fit for all these processes we're about to put into play? Well, I'm like you, and Ivy can attest to this. Um, processes aren't my strong point either. And so I have to have somebody that's telling me exactly how we need to build these things out. Now, I want them done. I want them in place because from the standpoint of what we do, if our processes are lined out appropriately internally, it allows us to serve our clients faster, easier, and allow us to bring new clients on easier as well. And obviously, uh, you know, the organization's growing. We're going to have to onboard new folks uh, as we go forward. And it'll be easier for those folks to come in and sort of plug and play those people into specific roles based on their skill sets within our own organization uh, in the future. And so getting all that lined out to me is uh, a top priority. And it's not that things are like in disarray. I don't want people to think things are in disarray or anything. What's happening is, and I think all of your listeners know this, Next Move Group has had massive growth over the last three years. And you're at that point as a second stage growth company that you have to get all this lined out so that as that continues to grow, it doesn't become in disarray. And I'm wore out from two days of just telling them all what we do out of our brain, much less having to go build the process. So, <laughs> so I think it's going to uh, probably take us a month or two here to get it done. Now, Ivy, I know at One East Kentucky, you were instrumental in landing a huge grant, if I remember, before you left. So can you talk a little bit about that and what that's going to do for One East Kentucky? Well, One East Kentucky uh, is the coal fields of Appalachian, Kentucky. We uh basically in the heart we make up the heart of the Appalachian region if you look at look at it all the way from the north down to the south and Tennessee and Alabama and below Um, but we had the opportunity to write for a Appalachian Regional Commission grant that would help further One East Kentucky's overall mission which on the top layer of what One East Kentucky exists to do is to recruit new industry primary and secondary jobs into the region 
following the loss of jobs in the coal economy over the last 10 and 15 years. So if you know anything about Eastern Kentucky, um, coal is king and that it had always been the main economic driver across the entire region. Um, Coal provided a lot of great opportunity for hundreds of years um, and now it's providing new opportunity for the people of Eastern Kentucky in a way that is completely different without coal and without strip mining, Eastern Kentucky wouldn't have flat land anywhere. So now we're just working, um, Chuck and I had been working to turn a lot of those opportunities into industrial development opportunities. But in order to be successful in that, the grant funding we secured was really more about helping our communities and the partners that we work with and stakeholders across the nine counties or 12 um, we included in this grant. Um, as far as doing site development, um, doing retail and commercial development, uh, quality of life, uh, housing and residential, uh, just trying to help each of our communities, which they all have their own different pain points and their different personalities, but overall they want to be able to provide a good place for their residents and a good place for people to come back to and have a future, but until, like, without the opportunities provided by primary and secondary jobs, the opportunity is slowly going to dwindle away, and uh, I think people need to understand that on a micro level. So in Next Move Group, we do executive searches, both for economic development organizations and chambers, as well as private sector clients. We do economic development consulting, and we do site selection consulting. So which of that are you really interested, I guess, not in doing, but in learning the most? I mean, which of it really interests you? My, um, I guess my next goal I really wanted what for my life and my professional career was really to learn and understand more about site development and site selection. Um, I think that's a fascinating process that people have no idea even exists. Um, the amount of information that goes into a, a company expanding or moving their operations is, um, I mean, it can, it's hundreds and thousands of different data points that people mm-hmm. just don't think. A lot of folks are like, well, let's bring HQ2 of Amazon or the next, you know, right. meta facility into this community. But it's like, well, you have to understand what's available within your community. And is it something that can actually support a large organization or company like that or do you have a lot of work you've got to figure out what you need to do infrastructure wise or housing wise education like there are just all of these variables that go into this that uh, really just fascinate me and um, the site selection process is definitely something I can't wait to learn more about. Well, and one of Ivy's first things she had to do was fill out some paperwork for Pennsylvania for a site selection project that we got that's looking at Virginia and Pennsylvania and Kentucky and Georgia. So that was uh, one of the first things she did. So I'm glad to hear that that interests her so we didn't run her off right out of the bat. So uh, as we begin to wind down, uh, Chuck, I'll give you some, kind of some final remarks and then we'll let Ivy close the show. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, kind of going back to talking about what we've been doing the last three days, um, strategic planning and strategic retreat and talking about getting processes out of someone's head and into a system. You know, that's what we did at One East Kentucky when we were there, because the whole purpose is that what if your head person is gone tomorrow? 
they leave, they resign, they pass away, unfortunately. Whatever happens, that can stop momentum. And we never want to stop momentum. We're the next move group. We've got to keep moving constantly. And in order to do that and to build our team and be effective always, we have to get these processes into a system that everyone can use. And I would say that's good advice for economic developers out there. A lot of economic developers, you know, they, they come to an organization. We've seen this a hundred times. We've talked to somebody this last week about it. They get to an organization and everything that the previous person did is gone. It's really a board training issue. How do you ensure that all the things you've built the last five years don't just stop if you have a loss of your uh, economic development professional. We got to keep those things moving. So it's a risk mitigation issue and how you have business continuation in the event that an executive is gone. And so that's what we're doing for ourselves. It's something that everybody should do. That is a good point. We should add that to our board training. So our board trainings right now are one of our you know most popular topics. About to do a bunch of them down in Florida. We just completed one up in Tennessee, did one in Texas recently. And uh, maybe we need to add a whole section on uh, uh, succession planning because a lot of times the economic developer gets a job two weeks later they're gone and you don't have all their project files or this or that and even compliance i mean later on you may have industries that have to comply with incentives agreements and if you can't get in that person's files or whatever yeah. <laughs> you might have a hard time seeing what it is so uh ivy as we conclude uh glad you're on the team ready to get to work and uh, we'll give you the last word well, um, I always try to get the last word in, but I'm glad I'm going to get to be successful this time. <laughs> um, you know, we talked, or I talked earlier a little bit about how my brain functions, and it's really hard for me to just explain that. So I think the faith that Next Move Group has in me to come in and help um, strategically improve processes and improve productivity is definitely something that I've never expected to have. Um, I think it's it's going to be it's a large undertaking on my part, and it's going to be the next great adventure. Um, next move group is going to be something I know that is just going to be the next adventure in life. So I'm just excited to be here. Awesome! Well, we're glad to have you. And you know, we have at any act at any time, if you count our movement members, which we consider our top clients. I mean, we have. 200 active clients if not 400 at any given time and so what happened is uh in 28 2017 we did a goldman sachs small business accelerator program and at that time we might have 30 active clients at one time that was pretty easy for me to handle i don't mind telling you when you get to two to 400 i can't hardly handle that so so i'm glad i'm glad that uh, that y'all are on board and uh and let's get these processes built so we can have 800 clients before long thank y'all so much